On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with Hernan and wow, wow, straight fire and energy from this episode. He brings the energy, he brings so much value. Um, there are so many things in this episode that are going to change how you think about your life and your business. This is a great one. So much energy, like I mentioned, he brings it. There's just a great, great, great conversation in all of these different levels and the fundamentals of how we can succeed in our life and in our business. So let's just dive into it. Just incredible content. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Bonatotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. We are back and I am so excited for this guest. Uh, we actually had his brother on last week, and now we're bringing him on. So if you listened to last week, you heard a little bit about him. But I am so excited to introduce this fellow Californian, San Diego, and happy to have been able to um, meet him recently. Um, so Hernan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Nick. Welcome to San Diego, dude. You know, okay, okay. Before we get into the, all the personal stuff, I, I, I was gonna ask you this in the pre-show. I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna ask them this when we get on the show. You're, to, you've gone to San Diego. This is home now. How do you feel about the California burrito? I mean, I love it. What's not to love? <laughs> I was waiting to see. Like, if you said, "What's a California burrito?" I was like, "You have not been here long enough yet." But you're good. Well, it's such an interesting <laughs> thing to throw some French fries in there. <laughs> you know, it's such an interesting spin on the burrito. But uh, I'm a fan. I had it actually like the first time I came and visited. My friend was like, "Hey, you know, I just got out of the airport." She's like, "There's a there's a place we got to go." And I was like, "Well, I'm California. I got to get the California burrito." So it was a, it was a quick intro to it. You know what's unique about it though? It's actually a San Diego thing. Like you go to LA, they don't have California burritos. It's weird. Interesting. That that I did not know. That makes mm -hmm. it a little bit cool and unique. <laughs> That's why I was like, you're a San Diegan? Like you have to try that. That and Carnesada fries. You leave San Diego, they don't exist. Ooh, that I have not had. Uh oh. Uh, oh, you haven't had Carnesada fries yet? I have not. Oh, dude. Oh. My, friends, my friends that live here clearly have failed me. So, um, oh, that's it. That's it. We're ending it right now. We're going to go just meet at a taco shop. That's it. <laughs> I'm free for lunch. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Awesome. So, real quick, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Yeah, absolutely, man. So my name's Hernan Tias, host of the Business Bros podcast. Uh, and I'm here for the little guy, dude, because you're worth it. And, and it, you know, it's funny because who do you serve? I've been trying to really narrow that down for so long, uh, for, for many, many years now. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, I have a, a small tax practice that I started many, many moons ago. So I'm licensed in taxes. Uh, I have my real estate license. I have my insurance license. I have a degree in accounting and I have a teaching credential in math. All that to say that, you know, I, I just sit down and talk to people and I try to help them as best I can. Sometimes I'm in a position where I can help them directly. But now because of the network that I've developed with the show, I mean, we've done over 630 interviews. We've interviewed, I'm sorry, 630 episodes, over 450 interviews. My network has 
blown up, right? And so now when people come and they're like, hey, I need help with almost anything that they end that sentence with, I can plug them in. And the beauty of be about having multiple licenses, every once in a while, I can plug them in with a professional and then I get paid, right? So it's kind of weird, you know, who do you serve? And, and the easy answer to always drop there is, well, everybody. But then that's, you know, the, the riches are in the niches. So how do you really narrow it down? And I think it's come down to, I, I help that starting entrepreneur, that one that's just getting started, that doesn't know, you know, they have this idea, this product, uh, they realize that it's not an easy task to develop a business. And I help push them just that little bit further. Give them that encouragement that yes, anything's possible. Give them an opportunity to be on the show to say, yes, you can get some more exposure. Give them some energy, right? Like, like literally Thor that, you know, grab that hammer, pull back that thunder and just like light them up and just tell them like, you can do this. Like that's who, that's what I'm about. Love it. Yes. Love it. I feel the energy. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And, and I totally can relate to that too, because there's certain things like within my business that I just want to help people. That's like the whole goal. And so like limiting myself and, you know, going into narrow, narrower fields, you know, feels like a disservice to me. And that's why, you know, with, with what I do is like, I work with a lot of different businesses because guess what? I mean, to, to, not share this insight on like social media and video marketing to everyone is a disservice. Like, yeah, I could make more specifics to other people, but it's, I want to help people. I want to help as many people as, as I possibly can. And I love that you're just talking about motivating people, get them. Cause that's kind of not technically in my business model, but I do a lot of it on social media. And that's what a lot of this show is about. So <laughs> you're yeah, a perfect well, fit. well, check it out. Like, you know, one of the things that I always say is, is, you know, your, your purpose in life is to be of service to others, but your business's purpose is to make a profit. And I think a lot of times, especially, you know, for some entrepreneurs that start reading some of these books and listening to some of these speakers, they get lost and they go to that quick answer of, I want to help the world and I want to make the world a better place. And they, be, they give, they, they become this uh, like socialist point of view and they want to solve all these world problems, but they forget that the first and foremost thing in your business is to make a profit. And if you can't stabilize your business, if you can't stabilize your life, how are you going to help anybody else? Like, you know, first stand on your own two feet and then be of service to other people. That doesn't mean that along the way you don't help others, right? Because <clears throat> let's be honest, the only way you're going to make a profit in your business is if you are being of service to other people. So narrow down the niche in your business. Narrow down what it is that you're going to focus your attention on. But bring that energy anyways. You know, we, we own an insurance agency, James and I. And, you know, we're over here doing the podcast thing as well. You know, insurance people are boring, dude, for the most part. The people themselves might be fun outside of the space, but the space is boring, dude. Nobody like really does anything. However, if you, if, you know, prior to COVID, if you ever went to like an insurance convention, those people are a blast, dude. You just don't see it. You don't see it on their social media feeds. You don't see it in insurance podcasts. You don't, it, it's like taboo in that industry. Flip the script though. I have my real estate license as well, right? You look at realtors on social media and it's the complete opposite dress to the T. They're talking about where they're going, eating, working out, personal lives, showing you videos all the time, like night and day. And yet in my mind, those two are very, very similar industries. So why one turned, why is one turned up and the other one's turned off? I, I, don't, I don't know. But my thought is pretty like, again, my thought is simple. It's like, bring your energy, 
and bring who you are and, and, you know, uh, you're going to raise whatever, whatever else is happening, right? Everybody's going to come up to your level. One of the things I noticed when I talk on, on our show is if I come with energy, the guest has energy, right? It's, it's infectious. So be the, be the lead that you want to be in your industry. I love that. And I think that's just it. The reason why things are the way that they are in that industry is because that's what the precedent is. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, that's just how it's done in the past. And the only way to change that is through like the individuals that are willing to do it differently. You know, I have a friend, um, he was on the show a while back. He's a lawyer. The stuff that he posts on social media is unlike any other lawyer than anyone, any other lawyer is even close to posting on. And he's just, he's doing it differently. And it's working because he's standing out. It's like, hey, how can we look and do something differently, you know, to, to again, be different, stand out. And again, like that energy makes such a huge difference. I love that you say that because I say the same thing. It's like when you're making videos, you got to bring the energy. It's going to energize people. If you don't have energy, then they're just going to be, you know, even less. And it's the more energy you have. And, you know, especially when you're recording your video, you have to like bring it even more. Because yeah, it's over the top. Yeah, because it lowers you just like in general. So it often can seem like kind of weird when you're trying to, you know, be energized. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, okay, so they say the camera adds 10 pounds, right? Well, it also knocks you down a couple pegs when it comes to energy. So you you have to be, you know, I guess skinnier on camera. I don't know how to do that, right? I mean, just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, like when, when I started doing podcasts and I started, I didn't like the way I looked on camera. I didn't like the way I sounded behind the mic. Nobody does when they first get started. Uh, but it encouraged me to get my ass off the couch and like go run, right? And get in better shape because I, I would see myself on camera. I want to be the best me I could possibly be. Well, this thing, I would listen to my episodes and I'm like, I know I am not that boring, dude. Like I'm not that lame. So turn it up a little bit more. Right. And then now you're now, now it's just second nature. The moment the camera goes on, I'm, I'm like, there's no way if you're standing right in front of me, I would be having this kind of energy right in front of you. I look like a crazy person. Right. But on camera, it comes out perfect. It brings out the other side as well. And it gives for a better conversation. Absolutely. And I love the, the point you made about like, you know, you just got started and you were figuring stuff out. So yeah, maybe you weren't as energized at first or maybe you were fatter on camera, but the key is like getting started because once you get started, then you can see, okay, well, I need to like increase my energy, you know, cause I've had people come to me and they said, oh, well, I don't want to start doing videos. I need to lose some more weight first. And it's like, no, how about you start doing some videos now, be fat on camera and then watch as you lose weight on camera. And people are going to be like, oh my gosh, I watched you from your first video and look how much weight you've lost over that progression. And you're you may not even be talking about fitness or weight loss and people are going to see that. And like, that's inspiring in itself. That's marketing in itself. Like there's so much that goes into that, that, that is like, people aren't realizing the power that you can have on your audience by having those things of just, just being willing to get started. Well, when you get started, when you take action, you, you get a result, right? It might not be the result you're looking for, right? But it's a result nonetheless and a result you can change. That, that's the thing about, about anything is, as an entrepreneur, anything in life. I mean, you have, you have two choices, really. You're, you're going to, and this I think I got from Jim Rome, Tony Robbins, I don't know where, one of those two, right? But you're either going to feel the pain of discipline or you're going to feel the pain of regret. And it's your choice which one you're going to feel. And so the discipline is at the very beginning, you know, listen to my episode 
episode one, it's not very good. But that's the pain that I had to feel at the very beginning to develop myself as an individual and, and show up the next day and do it again and show up the next day and do it again and listen to yourself. You know, we did this activity, uh, James and I. I don't remember what episode, maybe it's somewhere in the like episode 50 or 60. My, my son was like, dad, you know, you say okay after every sentence. And I was like, oh, I didn't notice that. Right. But once somebody else points it out, that's it. So we grabbed this, like you can barely see it right there at the top of my screen, that little green container. It's a glass container. Right. Uh, and there's, there's a bunch of gold dollars in there. And so what we would do is we bring it down and we gave it a mic right? So it stood at the table. James was on the other, on the other side. I was on the other side. And anytime I heard him say okay, or some sort of filler, or he heard me, we would drop the coin cling, loud on the mic while we're recording. So in progress, like doing things like that to improve your skills, that's the pain of discipline. That's you doing the thing that you need to do, to do, but working out the kinks as you move along. And over time, it got better, right? All of a sudden, you didn't need to hear the clean. I would catch myself. Or you know, now, now maybe it's a different filler word or whatever it is. Something else comes up, but you're improving every single day. It's like going to the gym. You can't expect to get a six pack in two weeks. It's just not going to happen. But if you do the pain every single day, you do the crunches every single day, you do the push-ups every single day, you run every single day, which is now what I do, right? There's days I don't want to, but the pain of discipline is better than the pain of regret. Now, you know, if, if I, you know, take off my shirt at the end, you know, when I'm getting out of the shower, I look in the mirror and I'm not super ripped or anything, but I'm comfortable with how I look, right? I, and I got in there as a progression over time. Same thing with the skills behind the mic. Same thing with your comfortable, uh, well, how comfortable you are behind the camera. Same when you picking up and talking to prospective clients. Like everything is a developed skill. Trying it, dabbling it, barely testing it out. That's what losers do. They test it. They're like, oh, not for me. Walk away. Winners push through that discipline. Love it. That is such a great quote. And you're so true. And, and I think the big thing too, is again, taking notice of these things that you're doing and working to improve them. I love having that, that like uh, the coin and, and putting the coin in. I actually had a teacher that did the same thing um, in college. She kept saying, mm, okay. And it was so bad that like one of the students next to me, and we would kind of like just look at each other. He actually kept a tally of how many times that she said it. And she said it, I think it was like 160 sometimes in, you know, I think an hour and 15 minute class. So more than twice a minute. I mean, to me, that's like absolutely insane to get, get to that low. I kept thinking of South Park and it's funny that you use that example. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. That's exactly what I kept thinking about too. But think about that. That teacher is a professional speaker on a professional level. That's what that professor or teacher, whatever did every single day would stand in front of the students to teach. And this isn't content that she just is coming off the top of her head. It's not just a conversation where a random filler would fill. This is scripted stuff that she's been working on over and over. She's like literally showing you something that she's taught over or he, whatever, taught over and over and over again. And yet those filler words are part of her habit, right? And until somebody identifies them or points it out to her or she, I mean, even then you can point it out to her and she's like, yeah, whatever. Until she chooses to want to make that change, nothing's going to happen. Right. You right. have to, as an individual, this is where accountability comes in. You know, it's so funny. We live in a world where, you know, everybody comes up with an excuse and it's always somebody else's fault. Right. 
I, I posted on my story the other day. It's, it's Will Smith talking about fault versus responsibility. One of my favorite little video clips. And, you know, understanding the difference between the two is vitally important. You know, the word responsibility, it's your ability to respond to a situation. And it doesn't matter what the situation is. You have the ability to respond to it in any way you like. That's where the power of accountability comes in, right? You can get mad with your spouse. How you choose to respond to that situation is how that that situation is going to be resolved. You can have a dispute with a contractor. How you respond to that dispute is what's going to be, it's going to fuel the outcome of that situation. And we're too quick to justify our response by somebody else's actions. That means you're letting somebody else take control. You're letting life live your life, you know, it's, it's living for you versus you living your life. Like that's, that's a huge difference in perspective. And I think it also comes with maturity. Some of us are, are fortunate enough to get it early to realize that everything, no matter what it is, it's, it's our fault. Like if you can just see the world that way, right. You could be, ha- you could be a parked car. You're parked in the parking lot at Walmart away from everybody else. And somebody backs up and hits you. Your car wasn't even moving. And you're still thinking it's that person's fault. Like you're never going to get through your life in a happier phase. Just accept it. Look, this is, he backed up. It hit you. It's your fault. You picked that spot where you were parking at. You chose to be there at that time. All of a sudden, you know, the fact that he backed up, that sucks, right? The fact that you got a scratch on your car, that sucks. But you can respond to that situation. You don't have to blow it out of proportion. It doesn't turn into a big old fist fight in the parking lot. It doesn't escalate anywhere. You accept it you deal with it and you move on. And that's, that's something that we, that I feel like many people struggle with because it's so easy to point the finger at somebody else too easy. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I think I've heard the quote, um, you know, 10 life is 10% what happens to us and 90% on how we choose to respond. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it is, it's so much. And we have that responsibility to accept everything that we're at, you know, and now even more than ever with everything happening with COVID, can you, are you blaming COVID or are you blaming yourself? Because you but should be blaming yourself. there's a ton of people yourself. who are. Right. Mm-hmm. In 2020, there's no in-between. It was either a phenomenal year for you or it was a horrible year for you. And the people who, who had a phenomenal year, believe me, dig deep. You know, we've been talking to people all year long. It's not like, you know, I, I've talked to somebody every single day, even during COVID. And the people who are successful have realized that, okay, an obstacle has come into my, into my life. How do I defeat this obstacle? How do I get around it? How do I get over it? How do I get through it? And they find a way, right? They don't blame it. The people who had a crap year, that obstacle showed up and they're like, cool, pull up a couch and I'm watching some Netflix. And that was it, right? That was the extent. Like, I'm not going to do anything until that gets out of my way. Well, nobody's going to take that out of your way. We're into 2021 now and there's another lockdown. And who knows how long this whole pandemic thing is going to last. I have no idea. But are you going to just pause your life and stop? Or are you going to grab it and take advantage of it and utilize whatever whatever's going on? Look, we did a podcast and it was a live in-person podcast. And I would have people come to my house every single day, shake hands, get to know them, interview them. And then COVID hit and we couldn't do that anymore. And so we shifted and we found this platform called StreamYard and it totally changed the way we do podcasting. Now everything is super branded. It's shortened my production time. Uh, We add video clips and intros and outro, like all kinds of cool stuff. Wouldn't have happened if COVID didn't show up. 
right? And so, you know, the, the fact that so, so many people can have conversations over Zoom, my kids are still in school. They're in school right now talking to their teachers and, and students and other stuff. Dude, that world didn't exist you know, 19 or 2019, it just wasn't there. The technology was there, but nobody utilized it. So, you know, it's, it's our opportunity. Every obstacle is an opportunity. 2021 might be a downward economy. People don't like to say that, but let's face it. There are so many people who are unemployed. There are so many people who can't get foreclosed on, can't get evicted at the moment. When those, those uh, timelines end, we're going to see a shift. Now, will it be as bad as some of these other years? Who knows? But guess what? Those are opportunities. And like you have the time right now to set yourself up. If you're in a position where you know it's not on the right path, you have time to set yourself up. If it blindsides you, like what were you doing the last year? You know what I mean? But nobody wants to point the finger there either, right? Nobody's like, oh, you, your year was shit. Well, sorry, what did you do? Nobody will say that. They'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Now, I, you know, just so I'm not, you know, put out here as a, as a negative Nancy or anything. Look, if you had health issues, if you, you know, were really, really sick. I mean, that's totally different, totally different. And, and I can completely understand that, but you weren't sick for the whole year, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's certain things where you get an excuse for a certain amount of time and then you, 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 you keep going. Right. And if you, if you didn't keep going, chances were it's because you're not with us anymore. And that's a whole different ballgame. You woke up this morning. You're listening to this. The sun is shining. That's another day for you to take advantage of. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. That's so amazing. And it is, again, we have that choice to either, you know, make excuses like, and, and I think what you brought up too about the fitness thing, I think is so interested um, specifically during COVID because how many people gained a bunch of weight during COVID? But then it's like the other side, like you said, you're either killing it or not. There's no in between. There's very little people that are, you know, just staying the same weight during COVID. They either gained a bunch of weight or they got in shape. And the one thing that I chose to see about COVID is that it woke people up. It was like, hello, people. Are you happy with your life? Like time to look back and reflect on yourself. And a lot of times we're sucked into distractions. So we have a lot of activities that are going on in our life. We have a lot of different things that we're involved in. All of a sudden, all those things are gone. Now we have to take a look at ourselves because there's nothing else to look at. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we started to like lose, you know, you identify with certain things that you may be doing that become part of your identity. Now all of a sudden all that stuff's gone. You're like, whoa, what, who am I? What am I doing? Where am I going? And, and, and have that opportunity now, do I want to make a change or am I just going to, you know, sit in this pity party? Dude, it's so funny that you say that. Like, there, there's times where I've looked in the mirror. Like, in my in my kids' bedrooms, they have those closet doors that are mirrors, right? So full length mirrors. Uh, and there's and 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 when I go in my son's room, my daughter's room, like I can see on the street. So sometimes what I would do is I would be waiting for my guests. Now the guests couldn't see inside the room, but I can see out. So I would be waiting for the guests, and 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 uh, you know, it'd be close to that time where they're supposed to be here, and I'm just kind of chilling in my kids' room, and I would look in the mirror and I take a deep look into my own eyes. Right. And I, and, and there would be times where I, I, you don't have to say anything to yourself. You already know just by looking in the mirror into your own eyes, like that's the one person you can't lie to. Right. Like it, it doesn't matter what it is that's going on in your life. You're, you're, whatever you're concerned with, you're concerned with your health, you're concerned with your finances, you're concerned with whatever it is. Take a look in the mirror, like a deep, like look deep into your eyes and you'll start to see really quick, like, 
all right, dude, you're right. Like you don't have to say anything, but you'll know you're right. That's what I need to work on. And and it's it's funny when you look at, you know, who you are as an individual, when you look in the mirror, when you realize what you got to work on and there's no other excuse in front of you, now you're consciously making a choice, right? Now we can go back to that. You're choosing either the discipline choice or you're choosing that regret choice. And I think, I think the, the other issue is, is a, there's a lot of uh, those Gen Zs around now. There's a lot of people that are younger that have a lot of time, right? And, and they know they have a lot of time and, and they don't understand the impact of time and how quickly it goes away. So you're like, eh, what's another show to watch? Eh, what's another thing to watch? Uh, and so you all of a sudden start to develop these habits for yourself and you don't know you're developing them right? You, you think it's called procrastination. You think it's, I'm putting it off till later, but you're training yourself to not be uncomfortable. You're training yourself to have that extra cookie, you know, to just chill on the couch to, and it becomes a habit. And then all of a sudden it's, I have to sit down. This is the show I watch every day. You know, I, I, I don't go to bed early. That's not what I do, right? Like all of a sudden you start to create an identity for yourself, and that is that is the problem, right? I, you know, I talk about uh, my my parents. Uh, they were they were here recently for for Christmas, and we were talking about health and stuff, right? Uh, and my mom, she's uh, she's diabetic. She got diagnosed. Uh, she was diabetic since she was like I don't know, like thirty something. But she's one of those people that the moment the doctor told her she was diabetic, like a switch went off in her head. She's kind of like me, like boop, change. And like, she's diabetic, but she doesn't really take much medication anymore. She's really good about taking care of herself. Uh, whereas my dad, not so much, right? And my in-laws, not much at all. And, you know, I was asking my mom, like, what happened in your life? Like, how did you get to that point? She's like, you got to understand, like, you know, when we were growing up, it was the era of, you know, grab a Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? Like that was the go-to drink. That's what you did growing up. And I remember growing up as a kid, we had soda in the house all the time, right? That was, it was, it was not looked down upon. She's like, you know, your dad and I, every morning before we go to work, our habit was to go get coffee and a donut. Like that was a habit that they had developed. You don't know what you're doing to yourself when you're developing some of these small habits. You're using another excuse. You're calling it, I like to sleep in. I like to have my sugary stuff every once in a while. After I eat, I have to have something sweet. Like you, you're creating this stuff for yourself. And it's a habit that you build and it's, it's not a discipline that you've built. So what happens? You reach 30, 40, 50 years old, you're overweight, you're diabetic, you have these bad habits that you can't, and it's okay because I'm, it's just the way I am. And then something like COVID happens and you're like, well, I, I can't be doing anything. I'm at risk, bro. You've been at risk for the last 20 years, right? It's just now coming to light, right? Now something is there that can really affect you. So, you know, those, those habits that you have every single day, the disciplines that you put in your life, those are going to have long-term effects. And if you think it's not going to happen because you're young, dude, time will come back to bite you in the ass. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And you just hit on some, I actually did a live video this week. And so I think it's so funny that you happen to mention it. it is like a surrounding our habits is focused on our identities. We cannot change our habits until we change our identity. If we consider ourselves, oh, I'm just not a healthy eater. You know, I like junk food and we identify with that. We're going to keep doing those bad habits. We need to shift our identity to I am a healthy person. And when we shift our identity, then we can start making those right choices. And I love what you talked about when, when that bad thing happens, like, oh, let me just get that cookie and that voice. And what we need to do is we need to say no, like we cannot have that conversation. 
we, you know what I'm talking about. That conversation was like, mm -hmm. no, come on. Oh no, you shouldn't have it. Cause you already did that last week. No, just, just ignore that conversation. We need to be like, talk to the hand. I'm not having this conversation. I'm not having it because as soon as you give into that habit, it's only going to feed it even more. Every time that you feed into those bad habits, it just gets worse and worse and worse. But the other side of it is the more that you feed into the good habits, the easier it becomes, the lighter it becomes. You know, if you think that running every single week is just this like big thing, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to do that. Or the other side of it is, is like, I run every week on Mondays. That's it. There's no decision to be made. It is what I do. And, and you take the, oh, well, now it's light. Now it's easy. It's like, oh, well, that's what I do. I, mm. I do it. And, and that's what we need to do is we need to make our habits feel light. But it starts with, again, shifting that identity of like, I am a runner. I am a healthy person. I exercise regularly and not focus on the, you know, I want to get more fit or, you know, I want to not be fat. You know, we are where our attention is. We need to focus in where we want to go, not what's harmful to, to what's going on. You know, we need to focus on the good. It's like, if you see that tree and you're skiing, I love this analogy. And you're like, don't hit the tree. Don't hit the tree. Don't hit the tree. Yes. You're going to hit the tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, 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 you're going to go, you know, where your attention goes or what, what was the, the thing, something about where, where, whatever you're focusing on, where your attention goes, your energy flows. There right? you go. That's the saying yeah. I was thinking of where your attention goes, your energy flows. Uh, and, and that is dude, absolutely true. And it's the words that we use when we're talking to ourselves, right? Uh, that piece of cake is right there. Uh, uh, I can't eat that is different than I don't eat that. Right. Those are two different sentences with one small change, but it's what you tell yourself, right? I can't means well, your brain's like, well, yeah, but you can pick up the fork though. Well, you can take a little nibble though, right? Versus I don't eat that, you know? And, and uh, I'll give you a great example. We, uh, we, I used to own a game truck. So it was a 32 foot trailer. We had TVs inside, Xbox, PlayStation, you know, all that stuff. And we used to do kid birthday parties. And at every kid birthday party, at, you know, some point in that party, the birthday cake came out and then, you know, whoever was hosting the party would bring me a piece of cake. Right. Uh, and so th that was something that happened all the time. And after a while, I'm like, dude, I don't want to, I, I don't eat cake. Like I don't want to eat any more cake. I don't eat cake. And so that became my line. Right. And, and now it's my identity. I don't eat cake. I'll eat the shit out of some cheesecake and I'll eat some apple pie. Right. I love that stuff, but I don't eat cake. Right. And, and that, that has become my identity. That is how people recognize. Now it's rare that people even ask me for cake. They're like, Oh, do you, Oh no, no. But do you, do you think your wife wants some? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she does. Right. She loves cake. Right. But they, but they won't ask me that because they know I don't eat cake. Now cheesecake, different ball game, right. They'll definitely send that my way. Uh, but, but it works. It works that way because once you've identified that it's a story that you tell yourself, right? You are developing the story of your life and the image that you put out there. And, and I relate it to social media all the time. You can choose to put whatever it is that you want on your social media page. Cause I hear the excuse all the time. I don't want people knowing my business. Well then don't post that. Like it's, it's pretty simple. Like this is your billboard. You're going to put on this billboard what you like. If you're the person who always takes a picture of your food, guess what people are going to know you by? The food that you make. That You're the food person. That's it. You branded yourself that way. If you put, you know, every morning after my run, I post my, uh, my Nike app 
you know, completion thing. Boom. So people know that guy, he runs like that's an identity that I put out there. Why? Because if I put that identity out there, that's the story that I'm telling myself. That's who I've become. And then as that's that action, that habit is going to achieve the result that I want to achieve. So what are you, what are you doing with yourself every day? What's the identity? What's the story that you're telling yourself and then hold yourself accountable. And my, my perspective is post it on the internet. Like the story you want to be, the brand you want to become, the image you want to portray, that's what you should be posting online. Absolutely. And there's the, the social accountability, you know, and we can create great habits in, in how we, you know, do our social media content. So like for me, it's similar to, to you know, I'm a runner and, and posting that uh, Nike app. Every time that I do a workout, I'm always posting something. So it's one, it's good because it's content that I want to post. It's, it's something that is part of my identity and something that I'm branding myself as a healthy person. You know, people want to work with people that focus on those types of things or it motivates them. Oh, I need to do this. Look how consistent it is. All of these things. But it keeps me accountable because I know that people are expecting that. And it's like habit stacking too. So every time I do my Monday run, I do a video. So then it's like, okay, this is part of the habit. And now things become easier because it's like, well, all right, well, I got to do my, my Monday video. Well, that means I got to do my Monday run. And so now all these, these things are tied in even to my good habits are tied into my own marketing and what I put out online. So there's all these like little things and intricacies that you can do that are going to help you to achieve these habits and achieve these goals and putting things on social media is great. You know, some people are so many, so afraid to put that, like, you know, bigger picture of themselves, you know, like, Hey, I'm starting a workout journey and you know, I'm documenting it here. But the thing is, because they're afraid to be seen fail, but mm -hmm. what if you're seen succeeding? Yeah. <laughs> like what? The whole other side, right? That's the other side. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. And you know, that fear of failure, it, it, right now I am watching, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Undercover Billionaire. There you go. It's called Undercover Billionaire. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, it's kind of like Naked and Afraid, another show I really like to watch, right? So think about Naked and Afraid. They take all your clothes. They give you one survival thing, right? One pot or whatever is something that you choose. And they dump you somewhere. And here you go, survive for the next 21 days or 40 days or whatever the challenge is. So uh, Undercover Billionaire is very much the same thing, except, you know, I always see Naked and Afraid. I'm like, dude, that would be awesome. But I wouldn't want to be there naked. Like, that's just my thing. Like, drop me off somewhere. Let me see if I can survive. That sounds cool. Naked, not so much. But Undercover Billionaire is almost the same thing. So this this billionaire and he, he, he gambles, right? It's a million dollar bet. And the bet is simple. Drop me off somewhere, strip everything from me, all my contacts, all my reputation, my name. Uh, they give him a hundred bucks an old truck and they dump them in some city and they're like, you have 90 days to build a million dollar company. Right. And I'm like, dude, that is dope. So I'm watching it. I'm binge watching this stuff. And, and it's so funny because it always comes down to the fundamentals, right? The people who are successful do some of the most monotonous things, some of the habits consistently all the time. And they work every single time. Think of a pro athlete. If you go to pro uh, practice, they're boring, right? Why? Because they're working on the fundamentals. The fundamentals are not the exciting part. The exciting part is when you're on that grand stage, but the only way you're going to perform on that grand stage is if you got the fundamentals down. 
And, and that's, that's really what it comes down to when you're talking about posting on a regular basis or setting yourself up and developing these habits. Those are your fundamentals. You're building your foundation. Now you're building a foundation, whether you know it or not, whether you're intentional or not. So you're building a foundation and the result is going to be what happens on the grand stage. The reason why you failed phenomenally is not because you didn't have the talent is because you didn't do the fundamental work to get to that grand stage. And you got lucky, you got put on that stage and you weren't able to take advantage of the opportunity, right? Opportunity, you know, luck favors the prepared. There's a reason why they say that is because there's opportunities around you. They're abundant. They're, you know, I, I live on, uh, on the top of a hill and I look down on the entire city, right? And, and at night it's beautiful. All the lights light up. You can see it. And I always look down and I'm thinking to myself, every single one of those lights is an opportunity. Every single one, every single, every single problem that shows up is an opportunity. Now, if you're lucky, that's how you win. Nah, man, I don't think so. It's about being prepared, right? If you're prepared, you see the opportunity when it's presented. If you're not prepared, it goes right by you. And if you happen to be thrown in a situation when you're prepared, you win at that opportunity. And if not, you fail, right? But it's a matter of you getting those fundamentals down. Absolutely. And I don't believe in luck because, you know, then, then it takes away from things that, that we've accomplished, you know, oh, he only got that because he's lucky. And it's like, no, that's not it. Putting yourself in positions to seize the opportunity, like you said, and, you know, circle back kind of what we're talking about with COVID. It's like, you either have the opportunity to see you, you know, you see it as a problem or you see it as an opportunity, you know? I know there's this one guy I know of, he's a speaker. I saw him speak in an event. Um, I actually read his book and he made a lot of money off of speaking gigs. Well, guess what? They were all gone. What did he do? He launched um, a mask brand for COVID and just like blew it up. He, he's like working for, I just saw that they just got like a deal for the Carolina Panthers, like NFL nice. team. But again, it's like a perfect example of like, he was like, all right, well, this isn't working. I'm going to adjust. I'm going to do this and focus on what he did know, which is marketing. And he was able to now build this successful business by creating the opportunity. You know, is he taking advantage? Absolutely not. He's creating a product. He's created, there, there's already a need and he's, he's seizing the opportunity to make an impact on his own life, his family. And that's your choice. How do you want to see it? Opportunities or problems? Which one's better? I know it's like, it's like, give yeah. me the choice. <laughs> like, well, and, and you know what? You said luck doesn't exist. I believe it does, but I believe it's a perspective thing. It's like uh, people believe that you become uh, successful overnight. Well, that's because that's what you see, right? That's a perspective issue. People believe that you're lucky. Well, that's because that's what you see, right? That's a perspective issue. I, I believe it exists because you allow it to, right? It, 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 I don't know, the, the Bigfoot thing. You believe it exists because you allow it to, right? Whatever it is. I don't know if it's you know, actually there or whatever, but it's it's not the point. It's it's what you allow, what you spend your time doing. I know at the beginning of COVID, there were so many rabbit holes that you can fall down, right? So, I mean, even to this day, you, you hop on your TikTok or your Facebook, whatever, you can go down some crazy rabbit holes, Bitcoins and, you know, I don't know, whatever little microchips in your skin and, you know, people, you know, all kinds of different crazy stuff that you can go into. And it exists because you allow it to exist, right? Think of the, think of the social media algorithms. Why is it that when you pop up your, 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 you open your TikTok, for example, my TikTok, my feed or Instagram, whatever, looks way different than my daughter's 
right? Way different. Why? Because the algorithm knows where you're spending your attention. When you slow down, it says, ooh, they like stuff like that. I'm going to send them more stuff like that. The algorithm is like your mind. Your mind is drawn to certain things. So you, you want to look in the mirror? When you're looking at your social media feed and you're like, ah, I hate political stuff. That's all that happens all the time. That's because that's what you're attracted to, dude. That's what you like to see, whether you'll admit it or not. That's why it shows up in your feed, right? Oh man, the world's going to end because of this. Why? Because that's what you've been stopping to look at. That's, that's your traffic accident. That's your rubberneck happening at that point. So, you know, you need to shift what you're doing. If you don't really want to see that, stop scrolling on that. Literally change what you're doing, change your habits, change what it is that you're looking at. Go to somebody you do want to look at and spend time on their feed. Go to the other person or the other side of the story that, you know, if I, I like to use Fox and, and like MSNBC, right? They're two opposites. If you're a Fox person, spend some time on MSNBC. And now you start to see your feed kind of balance out. You'll start to see a little bit of both sides. I'm not saying you agree with, you know, have to convert to the other camp or anything like that. I mean, I don't, I don't care, whatever, choose whatever you want. But if you're tired of one thing, you have to change your habits. And the algorithm is a perfect example of that. If you're tired of seeing something specific on your feed, force yourself to click or search for other things. And when you do that, that habit of you going out and looking for something else will change your feed. And it works the same way in real life. If you're tired of doing whatever it is that you're doing or achieving the result, you have to physically make that change in your life. Go search out new things, pick up new books, change the people you're surrounding yourself with. You have to physically do those things. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So much, so much value. And it's so true. And I love that you kind of tied in what we talked about earlier with like where your attention goes, your energy flows. So if, if that ties into your social media, everything that you're following, and I always talk about that too, because I have so many people, oh, I don't like Facebook. It's too much politics. I'm like that is your choice. Every time that you spend an extra three seconds on that, that political post, I was even talking to my brother about, it. he's like, oh, I still see some of that stuff. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't even click on it or I don't even, you know, like it. It's like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It knows that you are just stopping and looking at it a little bit longer. You just got to scroll right on by. He's going to be like, nope, don't even want that. Nope. Don't even want that. What is the stuff that's going to serve you? And, and I always recommend this as like, do an audit, do an audit of your life. What, what are you surrounding yourself with from your social media pages to your friends, to the TV shows that you watch? They all influence you. Mm -hmm. Everything influences you every single thing. So, you know, again, like what you said, my feed is so different than like what I see other people in. But when I go to my feed, I'm like inspired. I see my yeah. other entrepreneur friends. I see them, them posting great content. I'm engaging with them. Every time I go on social media, I'm engaging with other entrepreneurs. I'm seeing great content. I'm seeing value. And that's what I like to see. And it inspires me every single day. I'm not going on and getting down this rabbit hole of politics and this and that and that. It's like, do you want to do that? Like, do you want to believe the world is going to an end? Or do you want to believe that anything is possible in your life? It's like, those are your, those are your options, you yeah. know? And you mentioned it too, like believe you, you're going to believe whatever you want to believe. So you can either believe that you're limited by whatever, you know, however you were born and the excuses that you have, or you can believe that anything is possible. And then that you have the capabilities amongst yourself to literally achieve everything and anything that you want in your life. Dude, we all live in a bubble. You don't want to admit it, but we all live in a bubble. 
the great news is you get to choose the bubble that you live in, right? You get to choose, you know, in the past, it would be, you know, who are the five people you surround yourself with, right? Well, as of 2020, the five people you surround yourself with is even easier to choose from. You can literally pick somebody else. You can literally choose a different book. And, and you know, just to kind of harp a little bit more on the social media thing, you know, if you don't believe that you're, that everything is connected, you're on a whole different level. What you search on Google, what you search on Facebook, what you search on Instagram, what you look like on, t- what you look on TikTok, all those things are connected. You, whether it's through tracking cookies and pixels and whatever it is you want to do, they're all they're all watching you at the same time. So, you know, just be cautious of what you're doing. Like be intentful and be, you know, intentional with what you want to look at and surround yourself with the people that you want to succeed in. And I promise you, your life will change, change your bubble, like change your bubble and, and it'll make a huge difference in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And that quote still exists, you know, the five people you surround yourself with. And I love this example because um, Tim Ferriss said this. I, I think he said it in the four hour work week, and maybe it was a YouTube video I was watching of his. Um, but he says, you don't actually know the people. That's the yeah. beauty. You don't have to. You could just like imagine eliminating all of your Instagram followers and you only follow Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, you know, Brendan uh, Cardone. And it's like, whatever. yeah, Grant Cardone. And like, Tim that's Ferris, your newsfeed. Yeah. That's it. That's all you're going to see. That's all you're going to think about. Like that's going to drive you to be better, to perform higher, to exceed online, to do well in real estate, to be your best self. Like, and again, those are your choices. You have that choice of what you want to see. You can either keep going down that rabbit hole, keep letting that happen, or you make the choice to change. It was like when you talked about with your mom, she said, I need to make a change. I need to make a choice. And then what you said too about being disciplined. Because that is a big part of this, but it, it comes with that choice is, is like not allowing those conversations. Cause I think relying solely on willpower can be difficult. We need to put ourselves in a position to succeed, start unfollowing all of those accounts that don't long, no longer serve you put that cake in the closet or in the trash can so that you're not seeing it and you don't have it fill your fridge with healthy snacks. For me, I, I, I like to snack. So what do I do? I don't buy snacks. The only thing I have to snack on is carrots. So that's what I snack on. Like if you put yourself in these positions to succeed and know yourself, then you don't have to rely on willpower because when I open my fridge, I'm like, oh man, all I got to snack on is carrots and apples. All right. Well, I'll, I'll eat that. Choose. (laughs) You're hungry, right? You're going to eat one. You, but you put the choices in front of you. Say, same dude, soda or water. Well, if there's no soda, guess what you're going to drink? You're going to drink water, right? And by the way, it's the only thing that's really going to quench your thirst. Soda might taste good, but you're going to be thirstier at the end of it than you were when you first started. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Water is one of the most underrated. Like if I don't drink enough water, I get tired, like really tired. And it's so noticeable that I stop and I go, it's you're tired. Why didn't, why are you tired? Cause you didn't drink enough water today. Like there's literally no other reason. I just know that that's it and how much of a difference it makes. Dude, it's so funny you say that. Like, uh, uh, the wife asked me the other day. She's like, "Yeah, like, how much Tylenol do you take when you get headaches?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't get headaches." <laughs> She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're a robot." I'm like, "No, dude. I mean, honestly, dude, drink more water. That's really what's gonna help you out." And and they, it sounds so stupid, but it's true, man. I don't know how else to explain it to people. Like, you got that 3 p.m. feeling where you're exhausted. Guess what? You're not exhausted. You're dehydrated. Drink more water. I can. You can literally. I. I 
feel it in my cells. Like when I, when I'm dehydrated, I drink water. You can feel it. Your body's like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, that's how you feel. Drink more water. Yeah. I promise you that's, that's almost always the, you had a party night. Guess what? Your body doesn't feel good. It needs water. It used all its nutrients to try to get all that alcohol out of you, right? Drink more water. You, you ate too much food and Thanksgiving day, you know, you don't feel so hot. Okay. Guess what? Give yourself a little bit of time and drink a lot more water. Let it process it. Your body needs the water. It's like the number one thing your body needs to survive. And it's, it's also the number one thing it needs to thrive, right? Survival and thriving, two different things, right? But it, I promise you water makes a huge difference. Yeah. And it's, if you think about it, what do you do when you're sick? You drink lots of water. Like, mm -hmm. so if your body is doing that when it's sick, imagine what will happen if you do it when you're feeling good, you're going to feel even better because your body is consistently flushing out all the toxins in your body. So now it's preventing you from even getting sick. Everything that you eat, your food intake then prevents those things. So you don't get those headaches. You don't get those, you know, tired feelings. And one of the things that's so funny too, Going back to what you said, it's all about the fundamentals. Here's the fundamentals. Eat right, drink water, get plenty of sleep, and I promise you, and exercise, if you do those four things consistently every single day, you're going to start to feel like a new human. You're going to feel like a superhero. I promise. Like You do that for a month straight, no cheating, eating right, exercising, and getting enough sleep. You know, At least I, I recommend like eight hours, but it's different for everyone depending on your age, but Oh my gosh, just makes such an incredible, it's incredible, incredible what can happen. Dude, you talked about auditing your time, right? Uh, that, that's, you know, I, I, I read somewhere or I heard somewhere, Mark Wahlberg goes to bed at like 7 p.m. Right. And they asked him like, why, why does he go to bed? So first of all, he gets up at 3 a.m. And, and I always hear people talk about, you know, I, for example, I'm up at 420 every morning, right? That's, that's my, that's when my alarm goes off. That's when I get up. Um, but the, the question when I ask, when I talk to people and they're like, oh, I get up at three or I get up at four and I start my day. My question is always, well, what time do you go to bed? Right. Because you do need that sleep. And, and you're going to notice that the people who get up at like four or something in the morning, like my wife gets on my case because it's like eight o'clock and I'm like getting ready for bed. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done with my day. Why? Because what am I going to do after that? And when they ask Mark Wahlberg the same question, why do you go to bed at seven? He's like, what are you doing after that? You're just watching TV. You're wasting time. Right. Like for me, I'm going to go to sleep and then I'm going to get up at three when everybody else is asleep. I'm going to get my shit done. And that's, that's power. Like in the morning, that's when I get my workout in. No, my kids aren't going to bother me. Nobody's going to bother me. That's when I get, you know, I start to send out my emails that I have to do every day. That's when I send out, you know, create the content pieces that I need to post. Like that's the time that I do it in the morning. And then at the very, like if life happens after that, I was still productive that day. Right? And that's, that's really where the power is. Like you set yourself up, you know, I don't have time for that. No, you didn't make time for that. Right. Oprah has the same 24 hours that you do. And yet she's worth a billion dollars or more. Right. What about you? Right. Same 24 hours in the day. The difference is what you do with those hours. That's absolutely, that's it. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in doing things in the morning in general, because like, like you said, if you do those things, they're done. You've gotten the most important things focusing on yourself. So I always recommend that you journal in the morning, you exercise in the morning, you meditate in the morning, like get, you read in the morning. I have a, you know, I read every day. So when I know that I've gotten those things done, it's like, like you said, I've already been productive and I haven't even really started my work day yet. You know, even today it was funny because it was eight 30 and I'm like, Nick, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on? I'm like, it's not even nine o'clock yet. 
like, it's okay. You're already crushing it. You were up at six and you were making things happen. Like you're good, you know, take, take this time to, to meditate, relax. I like, so it's all of these little things that you can do, but the earlier you set up, and it's funny that you mentioned about what time do you go to sleep? Cause I always ask that as well. Cause that's the most important question. It's not so much just when you wake up, but when you go to sleep, because if you're just burning that midnight oil, you're going to struggle. I was even talking with one of my clients the other day and I'm like, well, what's the problem? And we basically determined after, after talking with her that her whole life and her whole business will change if she just goes to bed at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Like <laughs> that was it. I was like, so you're saying you won't get frustrated at your children when they're like, you know, and you'll be more productive because in the morning, because you're more productive in the morning, but then you sleep in if you don't go to bed early enough. And so all these things, I was like, oh my gosh, all you need to do right now is go to bed at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. and your whole life and productivity will completely change. Oh my gosh, could it be that easy? Yes, it can. <laughs> I, like, I, I like the excuses people give all the time. I'm not a morning person. I work better at night, uh, you know, all these different things. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the thing. You said you needed to make a change. You said you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve. That's just what you're saying. And what I'm suggesting is all of a sudden like, Oh no, I can't do that. Oh, dude, you're not a morning person. Why? Because you went to bed super late. So the morning is not a good time. Cause we all need sleep, dude. You said, you even said, right. A little earlier, you're like, you know, get your, get your rest that you need. You know, when somebody is saying that, like, you know, I don't want to get up in the morning. Oh, I love my sleep. Well, so do I, I just do it at a different time than you. That's all. That's the, I'm not saying don't sleep. Right. Oh, I'm more productive at night. Cool. Well then if that's your case, adjust your schedule so that you have that productivity at night right? But you can't complain about the other things in your day if you are not being productive. Because what happens at night? If you're if you're truly productive, right? If if that's your time frame, if, if when the kids go to bed or whatever it is, maybe you have like, you know, 7 p.m. to like midnight, that's your productive time. Then that's your productive time. Not your Netflix time. Not your, you know, hanging out and drinking time. Like that's your productive time. Use the time that you have in your 24 hours the way you're going to use them but use them appropriately. If, if, if you find yourself watching stuff or spending hours on TikTok at that time, then you're wasting it, right? That's time that you're never going to get back. So adjust, you know, audit your life. I love how you said that audit what you're doing, like literally just write it down. That's the power of journaling. Like I, I like to journal at the end of my day. Cause I reflect on what happened, right? What were the actual results that happened? Use a journal, just take notes every day. This is what I did. This is what I did. This is what I did. Write it all down and then look back. Uh, you know, this is this is a, a funny story. My background's in, in taxes and accounting. I remember having to catch somebody up on their books, which meant I have to go through all the bank statements for like a year, right? And and record every single transaction. Well, you know, what you see on social media of somebody is completely different than when you look at where they're spending their money every day, right? All of a sudden you're like, dude, now you can sit down and be like, look, you have this habit of X, Y, Z, whatever, right? Starbucks every day, whatever. Like, this is how much you're spending on that, right? Audit yourself until you sit down and go line by line, hour by hour, what you were productive at and what time you wasted. All of a sudden, you're going to look back and be like, wow, I did, you know, I was 40% effective today. The rest was a waste. Well, that's because that's how you set your life up. And again, the habits that you created, you didn't even know you were doing them because you've been doing that way. For, you've been doing it that way for so long. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and that comes back to what we were talking about with identity. Even when you said, Oh, I'm not a morning person. It's like, that's the identity that you've chosen 
because of your habits in the past just means that you haven't gotten up in the morning before. So then if you don't do it consistently, then it's much more difficult. And it's like you said too, when we were talking about what time you go to bed, it's really easy to get up at 6 a.m. If you go to bed at 9 p.m. At that point, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't sit in bed any longer. I need to get up. And so it's, it's, it's not hard to get up in the morning if you get enough sleep. That's the that's like the whole thing. It's really easy actually to get up at that time. As long as you're making sure that you're getting adequate sleep. Oh, I love the, uh, I love the, the response I give people. I'm like, they're like, well, how, how do you do it? I'm like, look, first you just get up, right? Choose the time that you want to get up every day. What's it going to be? Four five, six, whatever. Okay, cool. Get up, right? First of all, get up. I don't care what time you went to bed the night before, get up, right? You're going to get up at four five, six in the morning. Fine. You're up. Now you're going to spend the rest of the day being productive. And I can guarantee you at the end of the day, after you got up early that very first morning, you're going to be, you're going to have zero problems falling asleep. You might've had trouble falling asleep the night before, but after you get up early one day and you accomplish everything that night, you're going to be tired, go to bed early. And like, you have to go through one of those pain cycles. You have to, right? Think about when you were, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years old, right? And you spent the whole summer staying up till like three in the morning. And then it's Sunday night and you have to go to school the next day. You're trying to go to bed at eight, nine o'clock and you're sitting in bed, tossing and turning. Why? Because you, you slept the whole freaking day. Your body's conditioned to not be tired at this time. You've adjusted to a new level, but I guarantee you when you get up and you go to school that day, it's going to suck. You're going to be tired. You're going to get through the whole day, but that night, you're going to have no problem falling asleep at eight, nine o'clock. Right? That's just how it works. Exactly. And it goes back to the old saying, no pain, no gain. You got you to gotta take that time and go through that pain, go through that adjustment. But what's worse? Um, and again, I'm circling back to one of the first things you said, you know, what's, you know, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret? Which one do you want to have? Because I know that regret is something that, you know, that, that drives me a lot of times, you know, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm in California. Because I knew that if I didn't move here, I was going to regret it. That was Mm. my driving. That was my driving factor in being like, this needs to happen right now. Because if I don't do it right now, I'm never going to do it. And then I'll regret it. I heard Gary V give the best story on regret. He's like, you know, you regret certain things in your life, like dating that girl or eating that burger or whatever. You have those, those regrets. But have you ever talked to a 90 year old individual who is like physically incapable of doing certain things. They, they can't walk very far. They can't see very well. They can't hear very well, but you're listening to their stories. And when you hear a story of regret in the, and you can look in the eyes of a 90 year old person who can't go back and make changes, who has no time to make a change, that's the kind of pain and regret you never want to have. Right. And that's, that's what we're talking about here. There's different levels of regret. And what we're talking about is that ultimate one that you didn't take that leap, that you didn't make that change. You talk to somebody who's on their deathbed, bless you. You talk to somebody who's on their deathbed at the end of whatever it is in their life, whether it's a long life or a short life. What you don't want at the end of your days is, is to have that heavy feeling of regret. All right, it's go out and do something. Make the change today. It's painful either way, but you get to choose. And I can guarantee you that pain of regret at the end is way worse than the pain of discipline that you do on a daily basis. Man, boom. Wow. So much, so much value there. So much tied in. I don't know. I want to take a moment um, and just like recap on some of the things that we discussed today, because 
man, there are so many actionable items that we talked about. You know, we talked about helping each other, you know, helping each other out. Help, that's our, that's our drive. Me and you we share that. And it's like, we want to help people, you know, just getting started people start that podcast, create that video, start that business, whatever it does, we need to get started in order to improve it. But it doesn't, it doesn't happen until we take action. You take action and you get results. I love that you said you only, you may not even get the results that you had initially had thought, you know, like that's a beautiful thing. One thing can lead to another. So just by taking that first step, we maybe start taking up the, walking up the steps, taking those steps. And then all of a sudden there's another staircase that all of a sudden appears that wasn't there before. Oh, you didn't realize it was there. Yeah. Because you didn't take that first step. There was a turn up there that you didn't see that has all of these other possibilities that you never even realize, you know, doing the pain. I love it. And I'm going to say it again, again, the pain of discipline is better than the pain of regret. And I think that that's, that's the theme of, of today's episode. And it's just, it's so powerful because again, you have 100% responsibility it is your job to determine where you want to go and where you are right now. And you cannot make any changes or do anything until you accept 100% responsibility that you are exactly where you are because of the choices that you've made, not because of anyone else, not because of how you're raised, not because you're, you know, this happened when you were a kid, not because you got fired, not because of COVID. Those are all just excuses. And as my dad used to say, excuses are like assholes. Everyone's got them. Um, and, and they're all just- if you ever want the PG version, just change the assholes to noses. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's a good one. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. But again, going through, I mean, just taking a look in the mirror, do that, do that audit. That's what I want to leave you with. Do that audit, take the time, audit your life, Look at the choices that you've made and, and look at the good ones too. Look at the good choices you made and what happened. Look at the bad choices that you've made, what happened. Look at where you want to go and shift that identity, focusing on the identity of who we want to be and changing that identity. I don't eat cake. Boom. Now you're not going to have any problems saying no to cake because it's a default. Boom. I don't want cake. Boom. No, just becomes your habit because you are now that identity and shifting your identity makes it happen. Do that audit, make it happen. Hernan, thank you so much for being here today. Such an awesome and powerful, powerful episode. Thanks brother. I had a great time and we're going to do it again. <laughs> we're going to have some it. more fun here soon. Absolutely. Um, lastly, real quick, where is the best place for somebody to reach out to you, uh, follow you, get in touch with you? Absolutely. You can find us at Business Bros Pod. That's uh, for every single platform is the same at Business Bros Pod. Or you can uh, get links to wherever it is that you want to consume our content, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever it is. Go to businessbros.biz, www.businessbros.biz. I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you, listeners. Make it happen. Take action and everything is going to happen for you. But remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K, 
J B O N I. So I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.